This is Leafs Morning Take with Nick Alberga and Jay Rosehill. Now we've got a fight started here right off the bat with Rosehill. 30 minutes of live, non-stop Leafs talk starts now. Well, in the grand scheme of things, it was just one of 82, but at times it seems like the Leafs are just addicted to humiliation. It's the Tuesday edition of Leafs Morning Take, Nick Alberga and Jay Rosehill. Jay, can you believe this show hasn't even been on the airwaves for a week? It feels like an eternity already. Oh, I can't say that just yet. I haven't been doing it as long <laughs> as you, and I'm not as jaded living in that city as you are, but... Um... No, there's been no shortage of stuff to talk about. And every day that we pump a new show, it's like something wild has been happening. So good for us, I guess. That's the best thing about this market, my man. Remember to subscribe, smash that like button, leave us a review. Don't forget to visit theleafsnation.com for the very latest. I had some choice words on last night's performance against the Arizona Coyotes. Speaking of which, Keith Yandel, uh, formerly retired, the NHL's Ironman well, uh, is expected to hop by in about 10 minutes from now. So we'll get his thoughts on his uh, first broadcast here in Canada with Monday Night Hockey. Um, also, just his thoughts on last night's game moving forward now into retirement and the broadcasting career. But if you had one word to describe that game last night, Rosie, what would it be? Because I have a lot of them. Yeah. One word. What would you pick? One word. Frustrating. Scrambly out of options it's just uh it wasn't good man it's not a good day to be a leaf i i know the feeling in that dressing room right now they're they're all walking into the practice rink and everyone's quiet and kind of just talking quietly at breakfast and everyone's pissed off everyone's walking on eggshells the coaches are stomping around and no one really knows why it happened but no one's happy and it's not fun it it just it sucks and they're in a bad place right now mind? But What's that? Yeah. No, I was just going to say, keep going. Yeah, that's that's the feeling right now, and it's no good. And, like, it's the same feeling with the fans right now, but I promise you, like, no one's suffering more. No one's more pissed off. Um, no one's more frustrated than, than the actual players and the team itself. And they're, for some reason, the the feeling on Twitter is that these guys don't care and when will they try? And it's just that, that stuff pisses me off. Cause I'm like, what planet are you on, man? You think these guys don't care. It's their whole life. Every day it's, it's their future, their life, their careers, their families. It, it, it all, it all binds on what happens to, to their hockey. And so they care very much. And they're as frustrated as anybody. I mean, you look at the game and they're, they're trying, it's not in lack of effort, but there's just nothing there. So definitely a frustrating day for everyone in Leafs land. And that's why you bring context to this show, because again, you've been in an NHL dressing room and most of us listening and watching and doing this show have not. With that in mind, uh, let's jump over the boards. Right Told you so, Rosie. I, I know you like that headline, that topic, topic number one du jour, a 4-2 win for the Arizona Coyotes. Yes, we all, ex well, I expected it. Um, so many layers to this game. Where do you want to start, Rosie? Just the overall, what's going on. Like, what I notice is out there, they're the better team on paper. They're going to be a better team by the end of the year. And, you know, it starts, what do you, what do you do? You start Shalgren and it, and it kind of says, well, well, why don't you start Samsonov? He's hot. He's not overworked. It's game four. Um, you want to get his feet under him, but they start Shalgren, which in theory, you know, let's get his feet under him. It's a good game to, 
get him in there. Hopefully we, we get that win and our boys are due to show up here and we're going to get that win and it's just going to be perfect. Then we go back to Sammy um, against a tough team next game. So it, in theory, it's right. But then as soon as you do that, it's like, oh, we're starting Shulgren. Like, oh yeah, well, it's the Coyotes. It's the Coyotes. And it's this subconscious, like, oh yeah, easy game. And it's the same thing that happened to them game one against Montreal, where you're just mentally, no matter what you do and say and prepare if you in the back of your mind this is kind of a I don't want to say easy win there's no such thing in the National Hockey League but it's uh it's time to get a win and it's a good chance to get that win and you kind of expect to win why wouldn't the Toronto Maple Leafs this year expect to win against the the Arizona Coyotes and it's it is frustrating but on on ice I just there, no one's penetrating the net everything's just kind of the outside they're a perimeter team every time they they get a shot there's a stick on it there's a blocked shot and if there is kind of a big chance, it's just an individual effort that happened to work out. And I think that, you know, Keith said it right. He said their big boys have no rhythm and, and they don't. I mean, what what is your take on Austin Matthews so far and what he's done in four games? I think he's been just okay. But again, the expectation is, and the body of work has just been there with Austin Matthews that you know what you're going to get more often than not. That's why he's going to get a pass, right, for X amount of games until he finds his rhythm. I I totally agree with, with Sheldon Keefe. I, I think it was rather subdued, but at this point, what else is he going to say? I don't want to say he he seemed defeated in the post-game presser because I don't think he's at the Mike Babcock level. I think at the end, Babcock knew his, his days were numbered as the head coach. I don't think we're at that point just yet. But you can see the frustration coming out of Sheldon Keefe's ears and, and you know, the way he was talking about the game because, like, we've seen this before, Rosie, and I know you're short on this job, but, like, it's is it crazy that right away when this game started going downhill very, very quickly, they score the first goal. Who else? Nick Ritchie, now 13-27 and 27 as a member of the Arizona Coyotes. That ultimately I started to think about the top 10 list of embarrassing losses for this franchise in, say, the last decade. And it was easy, and I mean easy, to come up with like seven or eight right off the top of my head. Like, it's just really, really concerning that, unfortunately, this team can't lose normally, if that makes sense. Yeah, I know what you're saying. And, like, the, the post-game presser, what do you want the coach to be? He's he's pissed off. He's frustrated. He's He knows yeah. the wrath that's about to come down on him. But as far as being defeated and whatnot, no, he had a sleep, and you got to park it behind you. you got to leave last night's loss behind. They're going to address it this morning, and they need to have a big practice, and they got a couple days to to get some uh, some work done, and away you go. But, I mean, it's, it's game four. His days aren't numbered. Like, people on Twitter and on these shows and in the media, they're following the team and dissecting it as close or closer than, like, the management and the brass are doing. You know, you got to give it some time. And as soon as, you know, Austin Matthews starts stepping up and that first two lines starts clicking, the whole world is, is different and going to change, right? And, you know... Y- things are going to change with this lineup and with this roster all on their own. You know, guys are going to be coming off long-term IR. I think they're going to make a trade of some kind, maybe a defenseman, maybe an Engvall type player, get them gone free up two point, whatever million in cap space. Then all of a sudden you can start playing with, with the lineup a little bit and, and getting some guys off long-term IR again. And, and then it'll be a completely different look. And if they start rolling after that, then, then this little hiccup of a start will be in the rear view mirror. Right. But 
we're talking as if they're zero and four right now, where they're two and two. And do you think other outfits in in the NHL right now look at the standings where there's other teams where they're not where they want to be? Is are they calling for the head of the GM and for the coach? No, just the Maple Leafs are because that's what they do, and that's why I, I really believe that that sentiment around the team and the negativity and the constant like disgust leads to their play because they whether they follow the media or not they know that's a sentiment in town and it's such a big following that the weight of that is felt and it's so hard to win and you do grip your stick a little bit more and you do get a little bit extra frustrated and people are calling for people's heads early way too early and it's just it leads to it like why else have they not won in 55 years why have they not won in 55 years why have they not won a playoff series and in 20 some like it's why you're making excuses you're making you're making excuses that's what you're doing right now you're you're being a player what's the reason they just haven't got the job done and they choke under pressure we've seen this a billion times we've seen this story a billion times and i think that's why leafs nation's just having you know no say or you know, saying enough of this crap because it's happened so many times. And I totally understand the people out there saying, hey, the regular season doesn't matter at all. I'm with you 1000%. But it's more so the journey for me. And if you continue to see games like this, surefire wins like this, and you can't find a way, the lackluster performance in the season opener, I just, I think it sets you up for disappointment in the Stanley Cup playoffs. Of course, only time will tell on that front. Topic number two, um, the one thing we did notice in the third period, the lines went into a jumbler, of course, and Sheldon Keefe rolls out Kerfoot, Matthews, Marner, Yarncroke, Tavares, Nylander, Bunting, Camp, Engvall. What did you think, Rosie? Yeah, definitely mixed him up. I mean, I think he takes heat for for not making in-game changes sometimes. Um, obviously, he did there, but you got to do something. They had nothing the first two periods, and then, you know, what? If you want to see a silver lining or some light on the game, the third period, at least they found it. Like they were just answering buzz, 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 buzz. That that team was on their heels. You could see them going, oh man, are we actually not going to win this game? And it would have been, you know, a big, a big uh, disappointment for them in their locker room after had, you know, they not gotten that, that call that went to Toronto at the end of the, the game on Riley, which um is kind of uh unexpected i guess but they they were able to turn it on and find something so that's a positive at least but um i don't mind mixing up the lines if you don't have anything and you're just spinning your wheels out there which is what they've been doing just trying 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 and just nothing's penetrating and you can't get anything through make a change throw something different out there all of a sudden you got a guy doing a little something different on your right side or you got a centerman who's kind of supporting you in a different way or whatever the case is, it just mixes it up a little bit and then all of a sudden click. And that's hockey for you. It's a fast game of momentum and you just need something to click and all of a sudden the floodgates open. So they they had a great third period, too little, too late. They shouldn't have been in that position, absolutely. But it's nice to see that a couple changes did change something and whether they stick with that or not, I'm sure it's not going to be the way they started the last uh, three, four games. It'll be something different like that. I thought the power play stunk up the joint last night. I think it goes without saying Nick Robertson will make his season debut coming up on Thursday. And it's important to note, Jake Muzzin leaves this game. And the other thing I should mention that's not really being talked about, A, the yarn croak penalty that leads to the Gossespierre game-winning goal, and B, just the heinous, heinous, heinous giveaway by Justin Hall after being the hero on Saturday. That was that was brutal. Like It was absolutely brutal. And, and Hall's had a really, really tough start to this season, hasn't he? Yeah, he has. I mean, I know he got that that goal there that was big, but aside from that one play where 
he gets a stick on a puck and it goes in great for him it was great to see i'm sure he had some little shot of confidence or thank god i did something good here but then right back to normal i mean i was watching him wheel that net pick it up on the half wall and just chuck it like just toss it he could have turned his back and ate that for a second and waited for some support um try to go glass hit the brakes and glass it and just just a whiff or right up the middle and in that league when you do that and i've done it before it's in the back of your net every single time and it's just a terrible look like you're an nhl defenseman man you can't be making those panicky panicky plays right through the middle just desperately trying to get the puck off your stick in a key time in, in the game so a, a really bad look for him i don't like to rag on one individual guy yeah. but let let's be honest he hasn't done anything but be a liability besides that one that one good goal so Hopefully he finds his game or something changes because that that was ugly. Um, Let's what yeah. like yeah your thoughts. No, I was just gonna say we can get to our guest. We'll go deeper into this one now with uh, the NHL's all-time Ironman, new NHL broadcaster, the recently retired Keith Yandel. Uh, Keith, thanks so much for hopping on. I know it's been a busy last twenty-four hours. What was last night like for you? Yeah, it was fun. It was um, you know just to see that whole setup that they have there was pretty cool. It was uh, you know. They have everything dialed in there. It seems to be like uh, everything's going to be a, a lot of fun with all like the green screen stuff. We didn't do too much with it last night, but I think uh, down the road it will be a lot of fun. You killed it, man. You're an absolute natural. And Rosie's uh, recently new to the broadcasting scene as well, so you guys have that in common. Uh, but what did you make of, of last night's debacle? Is it too harsh to call it a debacle from the Leafs' perspective? Well, I mean not if you're a Toronto fan or like you guys you you need stuff like this to talk about right it's kind of one of those things where you know it's it's still early in the season you you hate to see a team you know not like I, I was hoping that they won that game I still think that the puck might have hit um was it Clayton Keller's foot um yeah so I thought I mean it would have been nice to go to overtime um you know obviously a, a game they probably should have won but it, it's still real early in the season and I mean, what what they say that the Coyotes haven't lost there since 2002. So, I mean, sometimes you just got to chalk it up that you might lose that one. You're part of some of those teams as well. We know with the Phoenix Coyotes at the end with the Arizona Coyotes. Um, you're not far removed from this league, Gans. I, I mean, what is said amongst the players, if anything, when, you know, teams like the Leafs have embarrassing losses, you know, say to a Zamboni driver or losing a 5-1 lead to the Ottawa Senators. Like, there's a laundry list of of episodes in recent memory. Is this spoken about around the league? No, I don't think so. I mean, I think it it, it happens to every team. It's just probably a little more blown up because uh the media and everything up in Toronto. But I think it's... I think it happens to every team, you know, throughout an 82-game season, um, a couple of years, like the, the everything, you're going to see everything happen, whether it's a blown lead or, uh, you know, losing to the, to the Zamboni driver. That, that one was talked about a little bit because it's just good fun. Um, but, yeah, other than that, I, mean, I think everything you see throughout the league, and I don't think anyone's really talking about one one team when it comes to something like that. Fire away, Rosie. Rosie. Yeah, yeah, and just wanted to ask you, like, uh, you know, playing as long as you played and, you know, growing, you grew up on Coney Island, it says Boston Mass, but wasn't it, we grew up on Coney Island or something like that? <laughs> Who said that, Scott Lawton? <laughs> yeah, probably. Sounds <laughs> like a nice oh, sound to me anyway. Anyhow, yeah. you, uh, you played as long as you did, and I mean, from the time you're a teenager, you're living for the 
team that you play for. You're living in that town. That's your home. And you did that for so long. Um, nice. You get a, a pretty good stint in Florida and long time stint in Arizona, which are pretty good places. But what was it like when it comes to an end? And, you know, a lot of guys have the feeling that their identity is is a hockey player. And if you don't put a lot of thought into time after that and life after that, all of a sudden that's gone. You're never going to play a hockey game again. You're never going to be on a hockey team again. All of a sudden that's gone. And some guys really struggle with that transition. Take us through for you when you decided to retire and and what that was going to be like. Did you always think about media um, coming down the, the barrel when you decided to retire? Or was it, was it kind of a process of feeling out what you're going to be now that you're done being a, a professional hockey player? Yeah, it's a, a little bit of a adjustment, obviously. I think I, I knew last year, probably halfway through the year, that you know that was going to be it for me, and just the way everything was going, just you know the love of the game. You know, obviously, I still love the game, but it's just kind of the fire that you have to come to the rink every day that was kind of lost a little bit. So, I think for me, I I, I knew um, I was I was fine with it. I was happy with it. Uh, I, I was happy with my career obviously very blessed to be able to play in the NHL uh, as long as I did. So um, very, very grateful for that. And then, yeah, looking into this, this I took the whole summer off. I was like, I'm not going to do anything, talk to anyone about anything, just kind of play it out. And then, um, you know, I know I wanted to stay in hockey. I want to, you know, whether it's down the road, get into management or something like that. But I know for, Right now, my kids are still young. I want to be around to be able to drive them to school and pick them up and uh, take them to sports. And because you miss out on so much during your career, right? So uh, for me, it was just kind of get my feet wet in the media and uh, see what I can see what I can do there and uh, have some fun with it. You just a so member at uh, Paradise Valley, just membership and just soaking it up, or or what? No, I'm in the, I'm in Florida. Oh, yeah, are, hey? So Probably Florida. a couple, yeah, couple so nice golf clubs around there, too, I imagine. Yeah, there's plenty, there's plenty of uh, good golf around here. And, uh, yeah, I've been, I've, been, I've been trying to play, like, three or four times a week now, so that's been nice. Nice. Just wanted to jump in on the conversation with the Leafs last night as well. And congratulations on a phenomenal career, by the way. You absolutely killed it, now killing it in the broadcast world. Austin Matthews, like, do you ever envision a scenario where he's like, I'm done with this shit, I'm out of here? Uh, I mean, obviously I can't speak for him, um, but I would say, yeah, I mean, you could, I, I, it all, I bet it all depends on how this year goes, you know, if they make the, make the jump and get past the first round, but you know, he seems like a guy that's so invested in that team, those, those guys have all kind of came up together, uh, they seem like a tight knit group, so I, I can't really see him, can't really see him pull and shoot like that, but. You know, at the end of the day, if something comes up, you never know what's going to happen. You know, guys go to different teams all the time, and um, you can't blame a guy or, you know, whether it's a trade or sign somewhere, you can never blame a, a guy or an organization. It's just part of the business. Well, Keith, uh, congratulations on your debut last night. Uh, really, really appreciate you taking some time today, man. Of course, yeah. Thanks for having me, guys. Anytime. That is uh, Keith Yandel, the NHL's Iron Man, joining us here on Leafs Morning Take. And just a really good perspective too, right, Rosie? The fact that you, you as well, being a former player, but he's not far removed from this league and he's been there before and he's been playing this Leafs team, right? 
Oh, he's he's done it all, man. A career like his, he's he's played forever. He's seen it all, done it all, and he knows what's going on. And you can tell, you know, by his perspective, you know, it's yeah, you know, it's 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 early. Like you got you got to relax. You can't freak out. Like the highs can't be too high, and the lows can't be too low. And you know, he's like he said, you know, yeah, it's early. It's four games in. You know, you you dropped one that you should have dropped, but sometimes you just chalk it up to that's a crazy thing, and and you got to move on because if you don't how are you going to get better? How are you going to not have more of those games? You've got to move on and work on what's wrong and, and fix it and try to make it not happen again. But you're sitting there dwelling on it, bitching like, like we slash you do. We got to, uh, yeah. got to try to move on. I certainly have, uh, I, I've, I've been yearning for perspective in my life. Um, I always jump to social media and Twitter following losses like that and just air my grievances. I, I just think it was unacceptable, but I understand the lawn scheme of things as they started off the show. It's one of 82. Yeah, it stinks because it's the lowly Arizona Coyotes. They play in a college barn, but that's beside the point. Everything's okay. Everything's fine and dandy. No sarcasm here in Toronto. No, I'm not buying that shit at all. Anyways, uh, it's time to get to the wrap-up brought to you by our friends at PointsBet Canada. I don't know if you saw, Rosie, another hot start to the week. John Tavares picks up that anytime assist, so we're going to roll on that tonight. I'm going to look at the Ottawa Senators' home opener. They're at home to the Boston Bruins in the back-to-back. -back. Uh, this is coming in at around minus 121. It's the home opener. It's a Bruins back-to-back. -back. High expectations for the Ottawa Senators. Give me the Senators on the money line tonight because I think they need this one badly, even though it's really early on in this season. Yeah, not a bad pick. I'm not arguing with anything you're doing lately. You haven't missed the mark yet, which, as we all know, if you uh, like to throw a couple bucks on sports betting, that is not a guaranteed thing by any stretch of the line. But um, so far, you've been doing the player props and nailing every single one of them. But uh, yeah, I don't mind the Sens uh, tonight. Like you say, they're going to be desperate. They're going to need a win. And, uh, you know, the Bruins haven't been doing... Uh, as solid as they could so yeah not a bad placement right there i uh i wouldn't turn against you right now when you're on fire thank you yeah i know and i'll be the first to tell you when i'm cold right i'm riding a hot streak to start this season so i would say uh tail nick alberga right now but i will tell you when it's time to fade any of my picks here on the show just not yet uh, we're feeling really really good about some of our bets early on many thanks to points bet canada for that so rosie as we look ahead i think you know, the blessing in disguise for this Maple Leafs team. They got a couple days to dwell on things, some practice time. Who knows what songs they'll play uh, with the DJ in practice because they love to play the, uh, the the big speaker at practice now back the last couple years. But they get set to host the Dallas Stars game 4-4 four, four on this four-game homestand coming up on Thursday. I think it's fair to say Nick Robertson will play, and it's always fun when you play your brother Jason Robertson, who's an absolute star for the Dallas Stars. Yeah, that's really cool. I uh, I remember growing up, collecting hockey cards and you'd look for those NHL brothers ones and me and my brother would try to see how many of those we could get pretty wicked so those yeah. boys are doing that that's always a big deal and I, I wouldn't uh I wouldn't doubt at all that he would he would be playing in that game they'd they'd inject him in there he deserves it um just an, a little bit of youth a little bit of excitement a little bit of maybe FU that I wasn't on the roster in the first place I, I expect him to be firing and um, they need something, man. That's a, a really good team over there with a really good goalie. And I mean, I'm just sitting here waiting for the big boys to, to fire it up and we can talk about that later on. But um, 
they're going to need something. And I think you're right. There's going to be a, a few lineup changes and I, that's all you can do. when when the team's just not going is, you know, they've given it four games. It's not really going the way they should. So mix a few things up and see if you can shake something loose. Again, we want to hear from you in the chat here live on YouTube and social media. If you want to chime in on all things Leafs, how the first week has gone. Are we being too crazy with our analysis? More so myself. Please chime in at this point in time. We can bring it up. Your grievances here on air. But certainly, I think moving forward to Thursday, Nick Robertson. And again, I'm very curious as to the status of Jake Muzzin. It's been a rough start. He's been really, really banged up, I would say, the last year and a half. Pretty much ever since joining the Toronto Maple Leafs and I understand he plays that physical brand but I think it could be a good thing for Jake Musson to get a bit of rest and relaxation if you will and reset uh, because that pairing has had a dreadful dreadful start to the season again Justin Hall tough giveaway and I would expect maybe Victor Mete to make his Maple Leafs debut if Musson can't go on Thursday night right yeah, I would think so. I mean, just the way Muzzin fell down, man, like he turns into a guy and that's always a shock when you have no time to brace or anything and you just completely come to a complete stop and are looking the other way. And I understand it's a neck injury, but the way he was laying, like when you lay on, when you're, when you're on the ice and you're laying and his like hand is flat on the ice and like wide, it's just like, it's like, man, he is really, really hurting like that. Whatever, whatever happened was not feeling good for him and he leaves and so I, I think he could take a couple of nights off and figure out whatever's going on with him hopefully he's not you know having something that's going to bug him all year long but I don't mind breaking up that deep pairing however you got to do it right now because it's just uh it's costs it's been too costly it's been a liability so you know throw someone with uh with Halsey who can maybe you know protect him a little bit more and compliment him maybe a little bit better and, and see what happens Tell you something, the Dallas Stars have been uh, one of the better stories to start the season, as, at least from a positive from their point of view. 3-0 and out of the gates. Uh, they beat up on the Winnipeg Jets on Monday night. They beat Nashville in the first two games. So Pete DeBoer is going to have that team ready to play and a lot of local products on that roster. What's with, you know, former players A and also guys who are just from the Toronto area coming back and just pulverizing the Leafs? It happens like every year. It's pretty crazy. Well, you know, think about it. Like, it's such a big hockey market. So many players come from that Ontario area. And the only time they really get to be actually a part of it if they don't play for the team is when they come and play. And you know they got mom and pop in the stands and <laughs> they got people watching them and people are, you know, they're going out for dinner the night before the game with friends and family. And that whole, it's a big night for them. And, and they know that all the eyes from the people that they care about in their life are on them that night. They're not playing in Florida. You know, they're not playing and it's not a regular night for them. They're fired up and, and they're going to want to bring it, right? And it's just unfortunate for the Leafs that so many players in the league come from that area and and that was their team growing up. And that's who, you know, their parents always dreamt about going to, you know, the Scotiabank Center now and uh, and watching their kid play. So it's a big night for people, and it's unfortunate that that always has to be uh, against the Maple Leafs. But but like you said, time and time again, guys come in and, and have big nights against the, the Leafs, which is kind of just another another shitty thing to tack up about playing uh, for that organization if you're, if you're talking Pretty about much. the negative. Pretty much. And as we get closer and closer to puck drop on Thursday, we'll continue to tee that game up. Uh, certainly a lot to build off. Uh, this disappointing loss. But again, grand scheme of things, Rosie, it's just four games, right? Uh, on to game five on Thursday, I guess. 
you get Matthews fired up and doing his thing and everything will change, man. We just got to wait for that to happen. Hopefully Thursday. Well, you brought it today. Thank you so much for rationalizing everything. Cause again, I'm just the person who comes uh, head over heels into every episode following a loss, but especially against Arizona. Like, don't get me wrong. We talked about this yesterday. How was your classic drop game? And it pretty much lived up to expectation, but the Yotes have just dominated Toronto over the last like 20 years as Yans brought up, right? I'm not saying you were wrong. You called it and you knew it and you've seen that movie before and and you were <laughs> right. Like, there's no doubt about that. I'm not saying you're wrong. And is it uh, an okay loss? No. Is it acceptable? No. Is it just the shittiest thing they could have done that day? Yes. And it's just about where do you go from here? So what do you do about it? What's your reaction to that? And typical Leafs fans is just moan and groan and rightfully yeah. so that's all they've had to do for years and years but my thing is what are you going to do are you part of the problem or part of the solution and keep things in perspective it is an 82 game season it is a full year it is just like the first week of the season and we are losing it so try to keep things in perspective no one's happy about losing to the Coyotes and no one's happy about the way they're clicking right now but all you can do is chalk it up and move on to the next one and try to fix the problems uh which they're trying to do right now and you know i think in their like luckily for them they're going to be able to mix up the lineup which they needed to do and it doesn't look like a desperation move on keith's part because guys have gone down yeah. and gotten hurt and had to activate guys and bring guys up and it's it's kind of a natural thing to mix that lineup up and usually when you get into a funk like that where there's no rhyme or reason why you don't have it going it's a lineup change that can snap you out of it so hopefully that's the case we'll find out we're breeding mediocrity in this market that's what we're doing we're just giving this team a pass we're giving the blue jays a pass whatever everything's fine and dandy we'll leave it at that for today rosie excellent job we'll talk tomorrow right on buddy see you then